little bit of the Rolling Stones. Now, if you are thinking, hmm, I'm a Rolling Stones expert, but I don't really know that song. It sounds familiar. Do I know it? No, you don't. It's a brand new Rolling Stones song. It's a song called Angry. And that should be your cue that you are tuned in to uh, the Yellow Bridge Road on CFRC 101.9 FM. CFRC is British Music Show. And I'm here. I'm your host, Rue. And today, Clara is joining me as well because we have a really special show for you. First yes. of all, hello. Hello, hello, hello. I really love that. Mm -hmm. Honestly, I am not, I haven't, I'm not really much of a Rolling Stones fan, but like, I'm glad they're, I'm glad they're still yeah. making music. I, I don't think I know anyone who is like a Rolling Stones fan in the sense that the Rolling Stones is their number one top band. But I think everyone's just happy that they're still around. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And if you think you're out of the loop, we'll fill you in. There's a brand new Rolling Stones album that is out next month. It is barely 30 days away. It's going to be called Hackney Diamonds, which, as Clara pointed out... Super British. <laughs> <laughs> just very, very British slang, I guess. Just old British. Mm -hmm. <laughs> And, you know, it's going to, I mean, you're, you're probably wondering how is the album going to come about just logistically. You know, Charlie Watts still makes a bit of an appearance on most of the album because it was kind mm. of done recording while he was still there. Um, and, you know, there's at least one song on which sort of the whole original band is going to be there. Like Mick Jagger confirmed that uh, there's, a, there's one track featuring both original bassist Bill Wyman and a posthumous appearance from drummer Charlie Watts, which they recorded back in 2019. And, you know, the album has got a really studied guest list. It's going to be seeing collaborations with, let's go over some of the more obvious and maybe some of the, you know, more surprising ones in some sort of order. Stevie Wonder, two songs with Elton John, Sir Paul McCartney. Um, <laughs> who'd have thought they'd have got along? Eh? Yeah. But then, more surprising ones. You're going to be seeing Lady Gaga showing up. And that's really exciting. That is I, very, very exciting. Oh my God. I mean, I can totally see it. I, I would be so happy to see that. And that's the song I'm most excited for. Um, Ozzy Osbourne, Iggy Pop. A few more, you know, kind of obvious... Uh, oh, no. Um, a few more... Uh, Hmm. Hmm. I, I got How that wrong, say? didn't I? I got that wrong, didn't I? No? Yes, I did. Oh. Uh, yeah, so I was reading about it earlier today, and I just opened up the page. Uh, it's going to be produced by Andrew Watt, who, oh. who has produced people like Ozzy Osbourne and Iggy Pop. So, you know, it, mm -hmm. there, there's experience in that lineup, is what we can say. Yeah, and he's also um done productions with i think post malone um recently i guess so it is kind of like maybe we'll see more of a recent sound for the rolling stones that might yeah. be something exciting <laughs> very exciting i mean this album could be going all over the place it's coming out on the 20th of october mm -hmm. hackney diamonds we can't wait to see it. it is their first album in 18 years you know it's just nice to see that in in an ever-changing world there's always a rolling stones mm-hmm Mm -hmm. I love that. It's like a constant. It's just like, <laughs> no matter what happens in your life, you get evicted, you go here, you go there. It's like you go to school, you don't go to school anymore. The Rolling Stones are still going to be around. The Rolling Stones are still together. And that song was called Angry, brand new from them. The album's coming out. But we've also had a few more album releases. Uh, Slow Dive, a bit of a throwback once again. Uh, the Shoegaze Band, they're back. This is, I think, their first album in seven years. It's called Everything is Alive. Um, that came out, I think, the 1st of September. It is quite good. 
So we're going to be listening to one song of that. It's called Alive. Oh just like it's, it's, it's almost like Alive, but it's written with the F. It's Alive. A life. Um, but they, all together. Yeah. <laughs> they're playing a show at the Queen Elizabeth Theatre in Toronto, and that show is sold out. It's it sold out in minutes. So oh, wow. if you have a ticket, congratulations, I guess. <laughs> congratulations. I wish I was there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there are the cool shows coming up in Toronto at the moment that I've been constantly thinking about but we'll maybe talk about that later mm-hmm. um then also cooler shaker the 90s kind of psychedelic band i don't really know why a lot of people seem to kind of dismiss them as a joke band like uh, one of the music mm. journalists who i respect a lot simon price called them a joke band and i don't really know why their sound was always very kind of like you know inspired by kind of uh indian instruments classical music and they really kind of leaned into that whole psychedelic thing i mean it's literally in their name yeah like kula shaker is where the name comes from and they're called kula shaker anyhow mm-hmm. they uh they you know they did a few reunion tours a couple of years back but they got together now and they put out a couple of singles and then they said you know what we're here for good there's gonna be a whole album coming out so, so we can expect one from them Yeah, they're beating the we're not a joke accusations. Mm-hmm. Please they're take us seriously. <laughs> so yeah, I guess in that next set the 90s are really going to be coming back. So, why don't we start off with some slow dive? What is the song? Uh, a life. Here we are, some music by Kula Shaker. That's a new single of theirs called Waves. And we both really liked that, didn't we? Oh, yeah. I actually found it to be very, just kind of like, you know, like a nice summer day. It just is very like, summery. So it's yeah. a good way to bookend the summer. That's a brand new single by them. So this is not like not a nostalgia thing. We're not throwing back to their older stuff. This is brand new. They say they're here. They're here for real this time. And, you know, they, there's going to be an album. This was a single called Waves. And we also listened to a bit of Slow Dive, whose new album, Everything is Alive, just came out. Mm-hmm. You can obviously find all of that on Bandcamp, slowdive.bandcamp.com. Um, Kula Shaker's album will be coming out soon. Uh, it's uh, planned for later in the year. We don't, re- I, I don't remember the release date yet. But these are the latest singles that have been coming out. And, you know, it's, it's nice. It's nice to hear that sound again. Mm-hmm. And it's modern. Um, but we have some new artists coming up, you know, some artists that are on the rise who are doing really cool stuff. Uh, what are your opinion? Oh, oh uh, just for anyone tuning in who's wondering, what are yes, we listening yes. to? Yellowbird Road. I'm Rue. Uh, Clara is joining me on the show today. Hello. And there's a reason specifically why you're joining me today, other than the fact that I am very unprepared for my show today. It's there, okay. There's a real reason that you're joining me today. And it's because we had an interview with the lovely, the beautiful, the mysterious, and the terrifying The Witches. My favorite band ever. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I, if you if you listened, I think it was like a couple of months ago now mm-hmm. when you came in uh, to like just sit in on the show. You brought in a CD by the Witches. Yes, Double World, uh, which had both versions of their single Double World um, and an unreleased version. I believe it's Double World. I don't know. I, it has like a specific part on the EP that says like, hey, this is version two, uh, named this. But I don't remember. Um, I got it from their website, their band camp, like weeks and weeks and weeks in advance. And then I was just like, mm, 
I have the opportunity to play the song that I really like. Nobody mm -hmm. really has heard it, like outside of like physical. So I did it. <laughs> yeah, and they happen to have a new album that's coming out really soon. It's literally mm -hmm. out before next week's show. It's out yeah. on the 22nd. It's going to be called Our Guest Can't Be Named. Mm -hmm. And so we said, do you know what? Let's get let's get them on the line. Let's talk to them about it because we heard the singles from the album. We had one of them a couple of weeks ago, the song uh, Zep Step. Mm -hmm. And there was another single before that, Maria, that you quite like. I adore it. It's absolutely beautiful. It brings me back to... Well, they oh, we're gonna talk. They're gonna talk about it in the interview, but um, <laughs> uh, it brought me back to Annabelle Dreamreader. Uh, but at their the same time, album. their first album, which was just kind of beautiful, uh, beautiful like instrumentally, just very dark. And I, I don't know, as a goth, I love it. I just love it um, wholeheartedly. But I I felt like some waves of like some lighter, more uh, influences for them last from their last album, Three Mile Ditch. And I feel like for kind of combining those, like a very harsh sound with a very soft but fuzzy sound, it, it really came. It really came to life in a way that I didn't expect. It just kind of seems like a rejuvenation, like a new, um, and as always, well and improved the witches as they always are. Mm -hmm. um, But we're not going to give you that all of that uh, interview just yet, so you're going to have to wait around for it. We'll have that have after the hour. So that's going to come up for you at nine o'clock. Right now, we've got some cool new songs, though. Mm -hmm. uh, what are your thoughts on Youngblood? Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't. <laughs> I, 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 it's not that I'm like, oh, I hate Youngblood. I, I just don't like uh, their music in particular mm -hmm. too much. I, I, I feel like the way he's sort of... Like, he's 100% in for whatever he does, and I think yes. that does divide people a little. But I think there's a little bit of kind of people with the the sort of, you know, oh, it's not so cool to, like, put your whole self into everything. Mm. I do feel like that kind of catches him out a little, like, uh, where people maybe sometimes think that he's, you know, not so cool because he's not afraid to put himself out there. Mm -hmm. I, I do appreciate him him putting himself out there, like... That is something I really admire about him. I just don't like his music sonically, in my opinion. It's yeah. kind of just, I don't know, it never clicked for me, but I do appreciate how, I don't know. He's I, full on. Yeah, he's full on. And I, I admire that. That takes guts. Takes yeah. guts. And so we've got a brand new single from him. Again, it is 110%. In fact, it is so out there, so kind of 100% that we kind of need to put a bit of a content warning on it. Yes. It's not a content warning for swearing. It is a warning on actual content, a trigger warning, if you will. He does, so this song does touch upon, you know, a time when uh, when Dom Harrison, who is young blood, was very young and he talks about how he was actually assaulted when he went to a doctor. And, um, you know, he talks about it very, very frankly in this song. So if, you know, those themes, mentions of it all would trouble you, mm -hmm. I would suggest turning away for the next five to ten minutes. I do um, too. Mm -hmm. It's, um, it, I, I really admire him for coming forward with this. And it is very yeah. forthcoming, very honest, very open, mm -hmm. and almost a little bit much for some people. So there's that. Take but, care of yourselves first. Yeah, take care of yourself first. Uh, but if you want to find the rest of his stuff on your own time, Youngblood, spelled with a U, Y-U-N-G-B-L-U-D, youngbloodofficial.com. Go check it out on your own time. Uh, so we'll hear that song, Hated. 
And then we've got some music from Dream Nails, who we've discovered that both of us really, really like. We liked. really love Dream I think Nails. they were one of the first bands I played on this show. Like they oh, were there wow. in sort of the first five-ish shows of the of the of first five-ish uh, shows of Yellow Brick Road ever. Mm, so yeah, really like throwback. Them. Bit of a throwback, but yeah. it's brand new music. And I mean, I I love what they've got going on. I think this song's music video was one that they filmed standing out in like this grassy field with their amplifiers, and it looks very cool. Oh, beautiful! Um, it's called Femboy. Oh, and cotton, uh, content warning again for Hated by Youngblood. Oh yeah, yeah. We'll we'll put that warning on before we put the song once again. But yes, Dream Nails <laughs> are at dreamnails.bandcamp.com. Um, and then we've got a brand new band called Fizz, who I just found earlier today on Enemy because they've done a feature with the band. But they described, uh, so they put out this EP and they have an album that's going to be coming out uh, later. And mm-hmm. Enemy described their uh, their EP as, you know, tearing up the rule book and doing something different and says that it flits from piano-led soft rock to woozy 60s inflected psychedelia and queen-evoking melodrama. Huh. And that's just within a single song, which I don't believe is out yet, called The Grand Finale. Ooh, that does sound like grand finale. Queen, psychedelia, inflicted psychedelia. Yeah. And piano led soft rock. Wow. <laughs> That's so, a lot. I know. I can't wait to hear that song. But in the meanwhile, we have something that's as good as it gets. Which oh. is also the song title. So once again, content warning for Youngblood. We'll be listening to those those three songs. And then we're going to be right back. This is Youngblood with Hated. They said there was going to be queen evoking melodrama and how right enemy were fizz with their song as good as it gets. We're still here on Yellow Bridge Road. Uh, I'm Rue. Clara is also with me. And hello. We, hello. <laughs> and we had some music from Youngblood, from Dream Nails and from Fizz, who are brand new and have just put out their f- uh, first EP. Although I believe it's uh, the members are super experienced. They've been around for almost a decade and have done mm. stuff solo. And this is almost like a super group of really cool uh, musicians. solo musicians. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Which is very cool. Um, moving on, we have a song that I'm quite excited for you to hear. It's by Eva Nessa Francis, who is this Dublin-based kind of indie pop musician. But mm-hmm. she makes this really beautiful music where, where her stuff is like super catchy, but then it's done with harps and everything. It's I love that. So pretty. And I love pretty things. Very pretty stuff. So this is going to be our chilled out set. And then we'll kind of bring it back up slowly. I just, it's like a little, um, like... I forgot the actual term, but like, you know, just a, a slow dive, some yeah. may say. Oh, even. A slow, Ooh. Nice throwback to the start. Nice throwback, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> We've also got some music by Pip Millet, who is a very cool R&B musician from Manchester. And you pointed out she has a very, very beautiful voice. She does. She does. Mm-hmm. Just a very uh, airy, but not mm-hmm. too airy, just very encapsulating voice, yeah. I feel like. And then uh, that's a collaboration with God Street Park. And, you know, it's just beautiful. It's it's your moment to chill out. Mm-hmm. And then we have a submission which goes uh, in a slightly different direction. It's a bit more kind of indie rock. It's by a band called Cruise, um, who have just put out, who are just putting out their debut EP. It's coming out uh, really soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've put out a single ahead of it called Take Off the Pressure. 
and this is from their first EP and it's coming out it came out on the 1st of September the full EP you should listen out for it comes out on the 24th of November and you know you can find them online they are at band underscore cruise and we're going to be listening to the song you know it, it draws influences from the sort of goods and greats of Sheffield their four piece band you know they've got that Yorkshire sound to them mm-hmm. that whole you know taking a bit of uh influence from bands like um Arctic Monkeys who we love who we love <laughs> or <laughs> at least you do <laughs> well i i went and saw them half for Fontaine's DC i must admit but you know obviously a band like Arctic Monkeys gets to the level where they are because they really know how to do their stuff exactly mm-hmm. i just find that whenever people talk about you know great lyricism and like being yourself and the authentic accent and all that stuff they talk a lot about especially when talking about Sheffield they talk about it from the point of view of you know taking inspiration from the arctic monkeys and from Alex Turner these days i find people forget that Jarvis Cocker and Pulp mm. are from Sheffield as well i love pulp so this is well uh, there's also you know the kinks there's the kinks there's yes. the kinks Um, um so you know they also say that they take inspiration from King. So what we're getting at here is like songwriting. We're locking down on the songwriting. Good songwriting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you know in drawing influences from all the way from you know London to um uh, London to Sheffield, we are here we're doing uh, all of it. Their song Take Off the Pressure tells the story of a man and a woman who have who have stressful lives and are being told to take a step back and relax. It's about helping people who seem like they're struggling whether it's physically or mentally. So, you know, that's all cool stuff. Um we have some um cool stuff to talk about uh, about how cool you think it is kind of is up to you. Mm-hmm. This is something that I wanted to talk to you about a little bit. Billboard has just launched a new chart. So Billboard is the uh the chart maker in the US. So when you yep. get sort of number ones and all that, the guys who compile those charts are Billboard. They do the charts for the US. They also uh do the charts for Canada. Mm-hmm. So I I don't know if this particular chart affects Canadian music or if it's just kind of the US charts and the global charts. Maybe they're testing it out too. We don't maybe. know. Yeah. But they've launched a brand new chart which is a chart for music on TikTok. Yeah, um so I guess this comes into the conversation about even the legitimacy of Billboard. Um uh, and the legitimacy ask. of TikTok as yeah. a sort of music platform. Which I'm not discrediting Billboard in any way. Um <laughs> as anybody who makes music uh says, please don't kill our music uh Billboard. <laughs> <laughs> But um the thing is Um as somebody who does make TikToks, I don't think this is necessarily a bad idea. Um yeah, I'm sure. I mean, I'm guessing there's a lot of musicians out there who might have, you know, used TikTok as a way of sort of getting a bit popular and then Oh, much popular I'd say. I feel like Doja Cat is a huge example of mm-hmm. that actually. And then, you know, maybe they kind of get discredited for it a little bit. Yeah, and I don't feel like that's well, TikTok is a popular platform for mm-hmm. um, you know, just silly videos or even informational videos and sometimes um as a content creator myself you just put a uh, music in the background uh, when you're explaining things just to mm-hmm. have like more noise retention you know um our brains cannot survive without silence which is why we don't have radio silence in the show <laughs> yeah we absolutely don't which i think is leading us into this so we'll come back and we'll talk a bit more about you know tiktok and all of that yes. but i think all of you want to be hearing this so here's some Evanessa Francis with her song fantasy which is just beautiful yes 
Take Off the Pressure by Cruise. It was a little submission that we had in there all the way from Yorkshire. Um, if you want to submit your music to the show, remember you can always get in touch. The email is yellowbridgeroad at gmail.com. And if you think email is outdated, we are also on Instagram. <laughs> the handle is yellowbridgeroad. And I, I guess if you still use Twitter, we are technically there. I just haven't logged in in a week. Uh, it's called X Room. <laughs> Sorry. But you know, speaking of social media platforms, we were talking about TikTok, weren't we? Oh, yes. So, so I am. Um, so, what we were talking about was the fact that TikTok is now a part of the billboard. charts. Yeah. yeah. The billboard now has a separate chart for stuff that's trending on TikTok, music that's trending on TikTok. And it's a top 50 chart. So, this is a singles chart. And. Um, we were discussing off air, is it a singles chart or is it a 30-second snippets of music chart? So the way TikTok works is that um, it's not only 15-second videos anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you can have videos up to 10 minutes, actually, depending on uh, your um, actual following. So, for example, I have uh, about 5,000 followers on TikTok. I can do videos up to 10 minutes. Okay. And, um, so does it depend on sort of how many followers you have? Is it like a staggered yeah, thing? Yeah, um, it depends. I believe at a thousand followers, you can go live on TikTok. And then there mm. are a bunch of different features. They don't really advertise it very well, honestly. But um, so, you know, there, there, you can't... I believe they might add this as a feature to select multiple songs because the way you select songs on TikTok for a background of a video where you're talking or... A instructional video where you're just like it's not your voice it's just a song playing it might be a snippet but um for longer videos you can just use a whole song depending if the artist has put their song up on tiktok it's um very hard to actually like have your own sound like um like for you to insert your own sound um from another musician's work on TikTok due to like copyright reasons. Mm-hmm. I believe they have a copyright checker, a checker on TikTok right now. So um, it's actually quite interesting because I um, I can re- complain to, uh, this about you about this to you later, but I find copyright law a little bit iffy in some mm-hmm. cases. So I'm not going to discuss that now. But we were discussing about a um, local band. Yeah, and. Uh, also linking in a band who slightly blew up on TikTok. Mm-hmm. And we got to experience the kind of the live effect of that. So we're talking about the band Kings of Queens. Kings of Queens. As it says in the name, they're a Queens band and very, very good live. But they did have a, a sort of moment of fame on TikTok. But what's really cool is for them, it's really translated into people who are willing to come and see them live. Yes, which is very, very good. Which Especially we, some of us from the station went on Friday to see them. I think I recognized a lot of people in the crowd. People oh, do nice. really like them. Um, so that was a really fun show. You know, there were, there were, so I was sort of, we'd been hanging around since like seven o'clock because we went mm-hmm. in for sound check and stuff because yeah. we kind of know them. They came in the day before, uh, like on the Wednesday and they did a session for us, which I have a song, an unreleased song for us from today whoa unreleased song alert unreleased song alert so you know if you like them and you've heard crystal ball and by yourself a million times and you want to see what's coming next listen ahead but you know they put in such an amazing performance their crowd was so good that's good there were there were girls standing next to me who were just screaming coco i love you (laughs) 
Well, That's I mean, beautiful. it was a great crowd. And, you know, people were really ready for it. They were up for it. And, you know, just using this as a bit of a segue, there's a show that you're going to go see as well, which yes. is very exciting. Um, yes, 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 yes. I am going to see uh, the amazing, the wonderful Jeff Rosenstock very on exciting. September it's September 22nd. Sorry, I forgot the, uh, it's the show. It's the show in Toronto, whenever that is. Uh, I'm so excited to see and him. And he's also put out a new album, hasn't he's he? He's put out a new album, Hell Mode. Hell Mode. Hell Mode. So we're going to be playing you one song from that as well. What's the song? It's Head, which is a um, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful song. And I recommend you listen to Three Summers after this, if mm-hmm. you like um, this song in particular. Um, as he says... Live young until you die. Live young until you die. Uh, and we're also going to have some kings and queens. I will put you out of your misery and reveal the song name. It's called Shadows. This was a live version that they recorded of the song right here at CFRC. So here are kings and queens. Exclusive. Exclusive.
Quick little set. Jeffrey oh, Stock, head, and you are going to go see him. I am going to go see him on September 22nd, same mm-hmm. day. Which is also the day that the new album from the Witches, Our Guests Can't Be Named, is going to come into the air and um, infiltrate the masses. I'm so excited. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> to dance and mosh so hard at Jeffrey Stock just to get. My energy from the Witches album coming out out of the way. It's a big day for you. It's a big day. My two favorite musical acts, mm-hmm. um, basically interwining, like finding paths together. Mm-hmm. And we'll go straight into that interview. Just mm-hmm. before we do, I want to mention uh, the Witches have signed to Alcopop Records. So when their album comes out, you will be able to find it on Alcopop. Uh, mm-hmm. and also Kings of Queens are on Bandcamp go find them as well Kings of Queens that was their brand new unreleased not yet even not yet I mean it's not even new yet it was just a session they did for us their song mm-hmm. Shadows but now we're gonna leave you with the Witches interview so this might be our goodbye yes. so we hope you had fun this was Rue and Clara bye bye Road here, you, here comes the interview Okay, you're tuned in to CFRC 11.9 FM, CFRC.ca. This is the Yellow Bridge Road, and we've got a guest on the line joining us today. We have the band The Witches, who formed uh, back in 2011 in Brighton, and they're kind of known for their really kind of heavy, spacey, almost noise rock is a way that I would describe it, kind of a sound, and for their really urgent and poetic lyrics. And we have Mark and Christian from the band joining us on the line today. Hi, guys. Hello. Hello. How are you doing? 
We're so glad to have you. I mean, you know, your album is coming out really soon. Your fourth studio album, Our Guest Can't Be Named, is coming out next week. So we've got you guys just, you know, leading up to kind of all the release activities that I imagine would be just on the horizon for you guys. How has it been for you so far? Yeah, it's been good. Uh, we did our last album and a few other things uh, kind of self-released. Um, so it's good to do it on a on a record label again because mm-hmm. we don't need to do as much work. And this album comes three years after, almost exactly three years after Three Mile Ditch, which was uh, 2020, November 2020, which was obviously a very different time, you know, with lockdown and stuff, I'm sure all releases had gone a little bit haywire. So this time must be a lot better, a lot kind of less stressful for you guys. Oh, yeah. Well, with the last album, we we had it ready for so long and, and we just needed to put it out. And it's definitely, uh, uh, in hindsight, wasn't a great idea because, you know, every time we wanted to play a gig, we weren't sure if we were allowed to. And then we played some social distance gigs and they were really strange like sit down shows yeah people sitting down which would work for you know a a more of a mellow band but it just it was really strange for us and so we just kind of stopped doing anything whilst in the middle of releasing an album which yeah felt a bit yeah but it's really different now yeah because we can just get together and all the stuff that we're you know working on with the album like videos and stuff we can actually just do them without any constraints and that spontaneous energy is back yeah definitely yeah we can just get together and you know it's quite exciting to be in the middle of doing another album not in a mask that's amazing i remember seeing a lot of videos on your instagram during the pandemic and yeah it was weird because it's like there were a lot of like chairs and everybody just kind of like chilling but with your music it just doesn't seem like the vibe at all um in some senses it seems like it's more of the music to move around and mess around i guess <laughs> yeah that was the strange thing for me was like it was hard to get into the shows because usually you sort of you take a little bit from what the audience are doing and then yeah it just sort of gets you going a little bit more but with the with how it was, it was just so strange and kind of, uh, well, either way, it was just, it's just nice to not have these shows anymore. And just oh, back to, mm. Yeah, it was, it was an experiment, I guess. Mm-hmm. And you were talking about the videos and stuff as well. You've put out two singles from the album so far. And on both of those singles, there are music videos and you've worked on them kind of yourselves. Like you've you've been a part of the music video process as well. And it's it's something that I wanted to come to as well, that you work a lot uh independently. I mean, you've been on independent labels throughout and you've also started your own record label to put out some of your work. Um is the is the sort of DIY aspect of it important to you guys? Yeah, um, yeah, we always have preferred to keep a little more control over it, you know. Um, and yeah, I, I suppose our ideas are 
I feel like we've always just been able to express them best when we're just working amongst ourselves. Um, but yeah, we yeah we've always done the, the videos. I mean, mine it's like one or two. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like you know, letting other people have that control. If you don't, if you end up not liking it, you're kind of stuck with it. So it's it's best to just do it yourself, you know, and uh, mm. and you're always going to be happy with it, you know, unless you have loads of money. Yeah. <laughs> um, a question following that one. Um, so I know that for the vinyl release of our guests can't be named, you're giving away frames from the video, like in film. I, I know because I pre-ordered it. And um, how how was that process? How much like, how is that kind of like creative cycle for every like new album? Like how, how much is like create like, what is your freedom and creativity when you kind of like do ideas like those? Well, I, I think really it was just like, I, I knew that I wanted to shoot this one on film again, because for once we had money to do that again, because before we, we were kind of, you know, we've, we're putting, putting everything out ourselves. We didn't really have that money. So, you know, I guess even with, with the freedom that you have with independent labels, it's, it's quite fun that they can just sort of say, you know, here's some money and just make what, you know, make what you want. And it's not crazy money, but like film is quite expensive. And yeah, but yeah, I think that we definitely want to just put something in the vinyl and it was, it just kind of made sense to put little snippets of the film because it would just be sat in a drawer anyway. So yeah, fair enough. Um, may I ask what type of, do you know, like what type of camera more or less you guys use for that? Like, uh, what kind of film exactly? Um, I don't know if you guys have a passion for that stuff, but it, it would just be interesting to hear about it. I do, but I can't remember the camera name. Fair enough. Um, but it, yeah, it's just a Super 8. I, I know it's like a, a Cine Super 8 camera. It was like, it was, the cameras aren't that much. Obviously the film's more than the camera, so, mm-hmm. um, no, I, I don't know the name of it right now, but uh, yeah, I do love film, but I've only used it a few times. But there are other interesting things that you guys are doing for the physical releases as well, because your single Zap Step that just came out, the really interesting thing about that is that you're printing it on actual x-rays. And this isn't just a random decision. It's an artistic decision as well, isn't it? Like, tell us about the whole the bone music inspiration thing. Yeah, um, it's it's strange because I, I I watched a video about it uh, a few years ago and um, just thought it was the, the coolest thing and and I think I think I had proposed it eight, ages ago and and then without even mentioning it to uh, uh, Jack at, at Alco Pop, he he had already had that in mind to to print that and I was pretty shocked to realize that people were actually still printing it that way and uh yeah and then there was just no talk about it um and then suddenly they they were just there and we had these crazy x-ray albums uh you know singles i get the sense that there's a certain freedom in just being able to throw ideas like that out there and be like we can do this and you know you just hear back yes we can Oh yeah, yeah. That's that's been the cool thing about you know working with the label again is just you know just giving the the album a little uh, you know just giving it what it deserves. You know the time we put in and everything to just kind of see it get pushed as much as it can. 
For sure. And it also, what it also reminds me of is um, one, something that you said about the album process and about, you know, writing and releasing this album, Our Guest Can't Be Named. As you said, the main idea for the new album was to try things out that were quite bare and simple because we were favoring material that didn't feel like a struggle to write, songs that were fun to play live. Like the fun aspect of it seems to be like, you know, a lot of people would talk about how, you know, art needs to be difficult and this and that. But for sure, being able to play stuff live and actually have fun while you're on stage, it definitely plays into the longevity of a band. And like, it's certainly something that you'd hope bands would be able to do when they're playing shows. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I I sometimes sit down here and, you know, just get really frustrated by uh, music and, you know, like if a recording is just kind of not going right and, and then I just really got on to just making things as, as simple as, as possible and, and as... Uh, you know, I just wanted the album to sound quite, un, uh, I don't know, just just a bit more, yeah, bare and simple without as many... It's uncomplicated. Yeah, uncomplicated and as few bells and whistles as possible because that's just how I was feeling about music, you know, just wanting to make it fun to do rather than like a frustrating task, you know. Clara, Clara and I were talking about uh, Zep Step, the song, before just earlier, and we both kind of felt that it was really reminiscent of your first album. And you know, uh, is is this a kind of uh, a deliberate work to strip it down, strip it away, and sort of go back to the roots of the first album? Yeah, I think that we just, I think we kind of um, started denying that sound quite soon after we put our first album out and we sort of changed it quite quickly after that so really we ha we hadn't really done that much with that kind of uh you know formula of ours this sort of surfy thing mm -hmm. so yeah we just wanted to we just wanted to throw a few of that that kind of sound you know throw a few on there because yeah we just sort of ditched it really quickly after we started doing it so yeah yeah. I, I have another quote about the album because you've talked about the themes of the new album and how it kind of explores a loss of identity, you've said. And the pandemic really ties into this as well, right? The sort of changing of the tide in some ways. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah, yeah, everything just felt a bit different after that. And I kept, you know, trying to come back to uh, certain things just felt a lot different and, I guess, yeah, it just came out in the, the themes going on. Mm -hmm. And it's also a, a period of change for you guys, because like you said, you're on Alcopop Records now after working on your own label for a bit. And prior to that, you were also on, I think, Heavenly and Partisan, it was, both of which are, you know, pretty pretty major, like, indie names and stuff. So it's like, how, um, you know, how like, how has it changed? What's different between, you know, all all these different labels? Like, how is it different on Alcopop right now? Because mm -hmm. Alcopop, like, we are big fans of Alcopop. We are. I think they have one of the coolest rosters, like, so many cool bands on there. But how has the change been for you guys? Yeah, um, uh, good. I mean, we haven't really, like, you know, met up and 
all that much with them guys, but you know, been chatting to them a lot, and I don't know. It, it, yeah, just the first, my first impression of them is just that they seem so excited by it, and I think yeah, we just kind of uh, you know lost that kind of feeling of you know. Uh, encouragement with putting music out and stuff like that so i mean we did the album just because we knew we wanted to do another album and we would, didn't have management or anything at that point just kind of wanted to put one down and so yeah it's just yeah we're just glad that i mean we spent a long time just thinking that we've just done this album and probably won't do anything with it or something you know or, or just it's kind of an uncertain feeling i I can guess at least. Yeah. Um, I have a, another question in regards to this album cycle. Um, I believe you guys did this with Three Mile Ditch 2, but there was like this erasure of your Instagram, which personally, uh, I don't know if it's like label inspired or something, but um, it's weird because I've been following you guys since like 2016 and then it's like, oh, all the posts are gone. <laughs> so it's, it's kind of interesting seeing like everything just kind of disappear uh, for this new album cycle. Do you think it's like kind of a reimagining of your new sound or is it just a kind of like a butterfly effect in some senses? It's just like, you're in the cocoon, throw it away. Let's get into this. It was my it was idea. But idea. It, I, I think oh. <laughs> it was kind of like, you know, I, I, I felt that looking through the page and stuff, it was a lot of sort of these... Uh, I mean, you know, we've we've changed drummer. We've we've also uh, we've also well, we feel like this album's you know, a little bit of a switch up, and um, you know, yeah, it just I don't know, it just seemed right. There was a lot of old stuff that we just were sort of sick of seeing, and and the page had kind of been filled with like you know like ugly uh, festival posters and stuff like that, so. I don't know, it would just, uh, instead of just sifting through it all, we just thought, you know, just start fresh and then ev everything going forward, then we just sort of keep it to a good level, you know. It's interesting you mention uh, the ugly festival posters, because I know you guys um, do a lot of artwork with Samuel Gould. How do you feel like when you don't have control over this like kind of artistic stuff? Is it just kind of like, um, it? do you feel like, when you're not working with a friend such as Sam, it's like harder to kind of like control certain aspects of like the press and stuff like that. Or I don't know if yeah. that makes sense, but <laughs> uh, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, yeah, it's anything down to like posters and stuff like that that we'll all try and do ourselves because um, we, yeah, we just you know we have that like vision that we don't want to like lose it, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, and with Sam, because because he's a he's a close friend as well, so it's like, you know, if, if anything that we didn't like, we can just talk to him about it, and it'll get changed. Absolutely. Uh, give someone else that control, and it's not like we don't trust anyone. It's just that we've we've kind of you know we've had this formula for a while, and it seemed to have worked. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, we quite like working with Sam and doing the posters. I mean, I do most of them just because, to be honest, I find them quite fun to do. So. Mm -hmm. It's just interesting. I'm a big fan of uh, Sam's art since high school. Um, I'm not wearing the shirt. Um, it's from like the uh, from All Your Happy Life. It's like the one where it's 
somebody resting in bed and like their head kind of goes out. I don't know if you guys remember that certain church specifically, but it's yeah. <laughs> uh, it was just one of my favorite shirts of all time, and I'm ba- I'm yelling at myself for not wearing it today. But <laughs> and you guys are going on tour recent uh, tour really short uh, shortly again. Speaking mm-hmm. of all the festival posters, yeah. and all that stuff. Um, so the tour is going to be UK and France dates, isn't it? Yeah. We're excited for those dates kind of from afar. Yeah. But um, do you guys have plans on like North American tours anytime? Oh, we'd love to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'd, we'd love to go back. But we, yeah, I guess if, if we, uh, if the album's doing well and there's like some kind of demand for it, we'd, we'd love to be back there. When was the last time you guys uh, toured uh, sort of the US and Canada? Not since uh, 2014. That oh. was the last time we were there. So, oh, yeah. Like, wow. So disappointing, you guys. Oh, I mean, we'd absolutely love to have you back. So, I guess yeah. this is just a reminder that everyone needs to go out and get this album because mm-hmm. that's that's when you guys are going to return. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll yeah. keep commenting on your guys' Instagram to be like, hey, come to Canada. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For some context, I'm Brazilian, so it's kind of funny because I'm kind of reversing the comes to Brazil. Um, come to Canada, I guess. <laughs> yeah, we're really big in Brazil. Oh, really? <laughs> the one Brazilian fan right here. <laughs> Just another question. This is going to be very uh, specific. There is this comic called Witches with a Y as well. I know in previous interviews you guys mentioned how um, it was for search reasons that um, you guys changed the Witches for a Y, but have you guys ever heard of it? Um, it's a horror comic, uh, just kind of like, which goes into themes with, it, it wouldn't go into themes with your music specifically. It came out in 2014, and I'm just kind of curious if you guys have ever heard of it. Yeah, I've seen it around. I, I don't know who came first, but yeah, I've seen it. It looks, yeah, it looks cool. Uh, I would imagine you guys came first, but that was a question that has been on my mind forever. Um, and it's very funny because it's a very um, horrific, I own it, it's there's still no volume two, which is unfortunate, but uh, it's a very like horrifying comic and it goes into like these, the way I would describe your music specifically, which is something I wanted to mention at the beginning, um, if you guys don't mind, would be something like what a horror movie sounds like, but not a horror movie soundtrack. This is a very specific, like, differentiation. It's like, I would imagine your music would be kind of like a very disgustingly horrifying movie, but not the soundtrack of it, just the actual movie itself. But, but the, the song version of a horror soundtrack, yeah. Mm-hmm, exactly. Yeah. Which it's, I, I don't know, you guys can steal that if you want, just to <laughs> describe yourselves. Change your bio quick. Yeah. <laughs> We were also wondering, do you guys like associate with or consider yourself a goth rock band? Mm-hmm. Um, not, not really. I, I think we just we have this sort of. Uh, we, I think we always just lean towards these kind of more sinister sounding mm-hmm. chords and things that that yeah. just always have been a part of the band. And yeah, just this like where you know a certain way of writing riffs and it, you know that just kind of create that sort of. Uh, yeah, sort of dark sound. Screaming a goth rock band. Yeah, yeah. I guess. Uh, yeah, but yeah, we, yeah. We're. I don't know. I don't, I don't know what what is a, what's a good goth rock band, Mark. Mark um, 
mm. like crit death and stuff like that, but only some of it because a lot of it's kind of annoying after a while. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I would say that you guys have um not at all similar, but a very similar aesthetic to the horrors in some sense. Personally, when I'm outside of this disgusting state, I do wear gothic makeup and the big hair and the white makeup and everything. So I'm a little bit disappointed, not gonna lie. <laughs> no association with us? Okay. <laughs> but also, um, one more question. So mm. you guys formed in 2011. 2021 was, you know, all shut down and everything. So I guess you guys didn't really get the chance to do anything for your 10 for the 10 year anniversary of your formation. Mm -hmm. Are there any plans for uh, next year to sort of celebrate your debut album turning 10? Yeah, I, th I think, um, yeah, I think we're going to try and do something to, to celebrate that. Yeah, the do we talk, we're allowed to talk about the show. Mm -hmm. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> we don't know if it's going ahead yet, but there's going to be, well, there's oh. hopefully going to be a show where we play the entirety of, of Annabelle Dreamreader. Ooh, okay, okay. That sounds very interesting. This is just an idea for the show. <laughs> if you ever need a cake on stage, I can mail it to you from Canada, but it won't be very good. But if you want to throw it at the audience, that's just a little idea, you know? So I can decorate it, no worries. <laughs> a cake? <laughs> yeah, we'll get... Yeah, I mean, we'll, yeah, that's, that sounds great. Yeah, we'll have a bake-off. A bake-off? <laughs> bake oh, film that, put it on your YouTube channel. <laughs> Fans from all over the world sending you guys cakes for the one big show. Yeah. <laughs> Send it to our yeah. box. <laughs> it's going to be more like a TV show. For... Mm -hmm. It's a lot of entertainment. A more sinister bake-off. A very sinister bake-off. Also, just to add on to this question about kind of like internationality and stuff like that, as a Canadian fan, um, how exactly would you suggest for Canadian North American and everybody outside of the UK Kind of how can they support your music more directly? Because I know the Brighton scene is very close, uh, close knit together. Um, I have a friend who specifically is studying in Brighton right now, and when I mentioned to her, uh, you guys, she was just like, "I love them," and I was just like, "It was the first moment in my life where I'm just like, oh my god, I can actually talk about this band with somebody." So, how would you recommend uh, people from outside can expand um, into more of like a close knit connection with you guys? Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, we, we tried to start, you know, these kind of fan clubs and things like that. And, you know, I guess I guess we've always sort of found it difficult to try and to find ways to reach more people. But, mm -hmm. you know, the way it always, you know, it just always helps just just to, you know, if you like an album, go and buy it from wherever the band are promoting it. You know, it's it just it goes a long way because you know, if a band can do well on an album, it means they can carry on making more and, and uh, you know, yeah. doing more. Mm -hmm. And Bandcamp is such a good place for that. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say merch too is pretty good because obviously, uh, you know, it's some more of the money that we get to see as well. So, like, you know, we can live and continue doing what we're doing. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. For it, sure. Uh, I'm just going to mention, as a big fan, I own all the albums. I have the uh, Double World EP, which has both versions of Double World. We actually played it at the station uh, yeah. like this one time. So the album is coming out next week. We're super excited yes. for it. Our guest can't be named. 22nd September. Everyone needs to go out and get it. Please. You can get it on your Bandcamp page. 
And where else can people sort of find you and keep up with you guys? Yeah, just uh, uh, subscribe on YouTube. <laughs> no. uh, like and subscribe. <laughs> like and subscribe. I mean, the, the, yeah. I mean, most of I, I know that most of the independent music stores in in England probably stocking it. Mm. Um, but if you're unsure, then uh, if you follow us on the Instagram, that little link thing has all the links for where the album's being sold. That's perfect. Yeah. yeah. Um, so thank you guys so much for coming on the show and taking out the time. You know, we have a yeah. time difference, so we know we, we're talking to you guys basically at night. Yeah, <laughs> we're so sorry about that. <laughs> Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you guys. Yeah. Absolutely. What song should we go out with then? Let's say Maria. Okay, sure. Hell yeah. Whoa.